Today's episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast on the Good Lion Podcast Network is brought to you by Risen Roasters. Risen Roasters is a New Jersey-based coffee company. It started out as a little at-home operation and is now something that is funding missionary work around the world. Risen Roasters uses single-origin, fair-trade organic coffee beans to get you the coffee you want, and all their coffee comes from a farm in Peru that serves as a female co-op, employing and empowering Peruvian women to rise above their circumstances. Risen Roasters is also looking to come alongside a missionary group called Cross to Light Ministries. They train and support and help out pastors in the nation of Haiti, as well as coming alongside relief and humanitarian efforts that happen in that nation. All their proceeds are going to support Cross to Light by either sending missions teams down to Haiti to come alongside what they're doing, or by sponsoring the pastors who are currently serving in Haiti right now. For more information, you can follow at Risen Roasters on Instagram, or to order, go to risenroasters.com. Their website is super simple and really helpful. It makes ordering really great coffee that's doing really great things super easy. So make sure you check out risenroasters.com. For now, here's Comtrues. Welcome to another episode of First Time Bible Teacher, a podcast designed to help you learn to teach the Bible, starting with the very basics. Today's episode focuses on the role of prayer in study. Prepping for your teaching comes with a lot of steps, study, thinking, planning, and the one step that's harder to focus on than any other is prayer. This episode will hopefully encourage you to put a greater emphasis on prayer in your study and give you some practical things to pray for as you're preparing your teachings. Let's dive in. There are many things that are easy to acknowledge as true without necessarily living like they're true. It's easy to talk about the way that the Holy Spirit needs to be at work in a Bible teaching or the way that we believe we are totally reliant on God when it comes to the way that we teach the Bible. And yet we can so often prepare and think and strategize for our teachings really like it all depends on us. Like there is no spiritual aspect to it. It really is just down to us to make something good happen. One of the things that's important to talk through is the need for prayer in study. We need to acknowledge, like we all probably do, that teaching the Bible is a spiritual thing. It's going to need to have spiritual power. We're going to need to trust in the Lord to do something crazy and incredible and beyond our wildest dreams as we teach. And yet, while we may think that while we're teaching, we don't always think that while we're preparing. As we're studying for a message, as we're thinking about a message, we are focused on what we do. I know so often when I'm thinking about training up other teachers or when I'm just thinking about a message that I'm spending time preparing myself, I'm thinking about my process. What are the steps that I'm going to do? What commentary will I look to? What other teacher perhaps has taught this already? How should I think about the breakdown of this passage? It's very easy for me to think about all of those different things and not see that I've left prayer out of my study at times almost entirely. Now, if what we're saying is teaching the Bible is a spiritual activity, it has to have power from the Holy Spirit, it has to have something from God in it while we're teaching it, then what we need to acknowledge as well 
is that if our prep doesn't have power from the Spirit, our teaching won't either. What we prepare is what we bring to the people. The way that we prepare influences what we bring to the people. The things that we're focused on while we are preparing is reflected in what we bring to the people. If all we're focused on is our own study, then it's very likely that the people you're teaching are going to leave saying, wow, that was a person who was well studied. If you're really focused on the way your illustrations are going to work in the message, then you're probably going to have people who leave saying, wow, those were really good illustrations. But when we're focused on, Lord, we want more of you. Lord, we just want your spirit to be clear and present when we are teaching the Bible. When our focus is in prayer, saying, Lord, we want more of you, our people will probably leave with a deeper experience of who God is. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. I am not saying I am an expert at this. This is one of those episodes that I was looking at as I was preparing, thinking, I don't know if I'm really the right person to talk about this. I don't think that I have some kind of prayer strategy down. I, didn't, I know that I'm not as reliant on prayer as I should be in my study. So in a lot of ways, what I'm sharing with you in this episode are things that I hope to put into practice from here on out. There are things that I know my heart needs to learn, that I need to be more focused on, in my own study. So I'm sharing ideas from that standpoint. I want to teach in a way that is more focused on prayer in my study. And as I've begun to do that, and as I've begun to take steps in those directions, I've learned a few lessons along the way. I've learned a few things first about what prayer does when it's a big part of your study time. The first thing I have found that prayer does is it humbles me. You know, prayer as a concept in general is a confession of weakness. We don't necessarily pray when we feel strong enough for the task ahead of us. We're more likely to pray less when things are going well in our lives. It's when things are going poorly. It's when we recognize we can't handle a situation that we turn to prayer. And it is very easy in study and in prep and in thinking about a Bible passage to become self-reliant to say, I know how to study. I know the steps to go through. I'm going to make this Bible study happen. Once I really start praying in my study time, once I put a great emphasis on prayer in my preparation, it reminds me how little I actually know. It reminds me how much I don't have under control. It reminds me that I am just a really small piece of what God wants to do. And because of that, I need his strength and his power in all of it. The more we pray, the more humbly we'll approach our study. And often, the more humbly we'll approach our audience as we go to teach the messages to them. And the more humble we are, the more likely we are to be listened to. No one wants a preacher who's going to go on a stage and say, I've got it all figured out. I am the great and mighty one you should listen to. Our, our hearts naturally push that kind of person away. But we are more prone to listen to someone where we say, that's a humble person up there. That's someone who is really listening to the Lord. That's someone where I can clearly see they have spent time praying over this message. I'm sure you've seen that in people you've watched teach. And that's something that we should put in front of the people we get the chance to teach. The second thing I find that prayer does in my preparation is it keeps me in tune with God. Now, that 
sounds really obvious. That's kind of what prayer is supposed to do. But what I mean by that is when I'm praying a lot in my study, I find that I am much more sensitive to the things that God wants to say to the congregation I'm teaching to that aren't necessarily obvious. You know, if you're teaching the passage of Jesus washing the disciples' feet and your application is all about serving, well, congratulations, you taught exactly what the passage said. Like, you didn't have to go through any deep spiritual layer to get to that interpretation. But there may be someone that needs to hear you say, and that person that you have had a hard time serving at work, just serve them anyway. Jesus would have served you, so you should serve them. And there may be someone who's really having a problem with somebody at work, and that needs to just hear that they need to be a servant. When you're praying a lot about your teaching, you're much more likely to find that application. You're much more likely to find that thing that the one person in your audience is going to need to hear. You're not going to get that without prayer. Because if you're not praying, all you have is your own thoughts. And your own thoughts are not going to be enough to help you really see what the people you're teaching need to hear. The third thing I'm finding that prayer does is prayer keeps me focused on the real goal. The real goal of Bible teaching is not to say a bunch of things that sound great. The real goal of Bible teaching is not to be told afterwards that that was a great message. The real goal of Bible teaching is heart transformation. We know that we are teaching well if the people we're teaching are changing. We know we're teaching well if the people we're sharing God's word with are living more in line with God's word. That is the ultimate goal. And when we really think that is the ultimate goal, when we're really living in line with that idea, we also need to recognize we can't get there on our own. We can't just magically make people change. You can't teach in a way that's so convincing, so persuasive, so gripping that people have no choice but to follow after what you're saying. You're not going to be able to do that on your own. Heart transformation happens on a spiritual level. And the more we're praying about our messages, the more we're in tune with the things that God wants to say, the more we'll be aware that the goal of our teaching is something we can't do on our own. The more we'll be aware that our teaching is more than just did that illustration work. It's is that person changed? Prayer keeps you in tune with spiritual realities and because of that keeps you focused on what your teaching should do in the first place. And the more you're focused on your goal, the better you're going to do at any task. Now, while there are some wonderful things that prayer does, there are things that prayer does not do. Prayer does not excuse your laziness. If you are preparing to teach a message, if you are choosing to handle the Word of God so that you could teach it to the people of God, you can't just open the Bible, throw up a quick, please, Lord, don't let me fail prayer and expect that things are going to work out. You can't go through things that way. There have been times, I will be totally honest, where I have been pressed for time, and I have looked up and said, Lord, I don't know how I could have spent more time prepping on this. I don't know what I could have done differently in planning my week. There are times where I look at the Lord, and I'm like, I really feel like I was diligent. I really feel like I was doing my best. And all I was able to do was pray a little bit and read the passage. 
if you wind up in a spot where you're super pressed for time, those I think are the two things to focus on. If you get told tonight, hey, I need you to teach something tomorrow morning, are you down? If you say yes to that, you're not going to be able to do a full study. I would recommend focus on praying through what the Lord wants you to say and reading that passage a lot. However, what I've also found is that when I am using my time well, when I've been diligent, God loves to respond to that prayer of, Lord, I don't know if I have it, but I know you do. Can you please help? I found that when I'm lazy, when I choose not to be diligent in my study, when I choose not to really think hard about a passage and use the resources that are available to me, when I'm not diligent, I find that God doesn't really honor those requests. He wants us to be diligent in our preparation. But sometimes you're stuck and you don't have that time. Don't let prayer become the replacement for hard work. Don't let prayer take you out of being diligent. But when you're stuck, when you're up against it, when you have been diligent and you still don't feel like you have it, that's fine. Prayer helps in those moments, but it doesn't excuse laziness. Prayer will not magically fix a message that you didn't work on. In the same vein, it doesn't replace study. There are some people that will say because teaching is a spiritual exercise, what you should do is you should read your Bible a little bit. You should pray for a while about what you think it means and let the Lord speak to you that way. And then you should just share what comes out of that. Now, certainly those are great things. If you're reading the passage that you're going to teach and you're praying a lot about it, you're doing exactly what this episode is talking about. That's great. However, God has also given us a lot of tools for helping us understand the Bible. We are living in a time where you are a Google search away from mountains of information about any specific Bible passage. There are great teachers who are podcasting. I am not claiming to be one of them, but there are great teachers who are podcasting. There are great theologians who have written down what their study has led them to. There are tons of resources everywhere for you if you're willing to look for them. We should still be willing to look for them. I think God is going to hold us responsible, not just to the work that we did, but to the opportunity that we had. If we have tons of resources from which to study and we're not using them, then I think we're going to be held responsible for the choice we made to not use them. Now, that doesn't mean replace prayer with reading every commentary you can find, but it does mean make sure you're using all of the resources that are available to you. Prayer is one of those resources, but it doesn't replace using all of those other resources. The last thing I'll say about prayer and what it doesn't do, it doesn't work without a genuine heart. Sometimes I'm praying about a message because it's right before I'm about to go on stage and I don't think it's going to work and I'm afraid to fail. I'm afraid that I'm going to look like a fool. I'm afraid that I'm going to go up on that stage. I'm going to talk about God a little bit. I'm going to stutter for a while and no one is going to like it. I'm praying because I want to succeed, not because I want God's word to change lives. God wants us praying because we really care about the people we're teaching. God wants to use prayer to show us a little bit of what he feels for the people we're teaching. He wants to help us love them the way that he loves them. And if that's the goal, then we need to pray with a genuine heart. 
Prayer is not going to be the thing that saves you in the last minute from looking foolish in front of the people you're teaching. Prayer is an avenue through which you love the people you're teaching, you receive power from the Lord, and you learn a little bit about caring the way that he cares. That can only come from a heart that's genuine. So if this is what prayer does, and if these are the things prayer doesn't cover up, how can we go about being more active in praying for our teachings? Well, first, make your first study day reading and prayer. Again, you may not always have that luxury. You may not have all the time in the world to prepare a message. But when you do, it's easy to start trusting commentaries and other messages first. Well, put yourself in a spot where you got to trust God first. Put yourself in a spot where it's, Lord, it's me and you. What do you want to say? How do you want to lead me in this time? Make that first day, if you have the time for it, just a day of reading the passage and praying about it. You'll be amazed at what God will show you when you are reliant on him. Second way to start praying more, get other people to pray for you. I remember there was one time, the way that we lead our youth group right now, uh, on Sunday mornings, we sit in the main sanctuary worship with the rest of the congregation, and then we break away for our own teaching. And there was one time I was taking the youth group out of the main sanctuary, and we were heading into a different room for our teaching. And I passed one of the leaders in the church. I just was walking by him. He was coming down one hallway while we were going in the opposite direction. And he looked at me and kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, I'm praying for you, man. Like, give the word, like do well, and, and gave me that quick encouragement. But he specifically said, I'm praying for you. And I remember walking into the room where I was teaching and thinking, he may have done more praying for this message than me. I don't know if I've been really praying about this. I've been studying, I've been thinking, I've been writing, but I haven't been praying. It is super convicting when you find that other people are praying more for your teachings than you are. That hurts a little bit, but it motivates you. So when you get other people praying for your teaching, it's hard to ask other people to do things that you're not doing or not willing to do. So by getting other people praying, one, you add to the number of people that are lifting up your teachings, but two, you add to the motivation that you're going to have to pray for yourself. Last way I would say, and there are tons of ways to pray for your teaching, but last thing I would say, Begin and end every study session with prayer, especially for those that work at a church. It's easy for prep in teaching to just become another task in the workflow, to just become another thing that you need to do. You go from one thing to another thing to preparing a little bit of a teaching back to another thing, and it just mixes in with all the other tasks. Don't let that happen. Interrupt that workflow with prayer. Before you begin, slow yourself down. Say, Lord, I am breaking away from the normal tasks of my day, and I am jumping into preparing a teaching from your word. Help me do that well. When you get into the rhythm of breaking that workflow, it will become routine, and you will sense the difference between, okay, I'm not just doing another work task. I'm preparing to teach the Bible. I need to make sure that my heart is right, and you will get yourself to the place where it will feel more natural to pause before your study and make sure you pray. So a few practical things to pray for when it comes to your teaching. First, pray for your own ability to understand the passage. 
Without the Spirit speaking to us, it is very difficult to understand the Bible. And fortunately, we have the Spirit with us. So let's ask Him to help us understand a passage. Let's pray that when we go to teach, the people listening to us will have an ability as well to understand the passage. It's one thing if you've been thinking about this for weeks. They only started thinking about that passage when they showed up that day. So pray that they show up ready to hear. Pray that they show up with hearts willing to hear. Sometimes a message won't work just because someone has shown up in a mood or with an attitude where they're just not ready to listen to the Bible. Pray that doesn't happen to your listeners. Pray that your own heart will absorb and live the passage, that you won't just teach to others, hey, you should live by this. Pray that you're going to live by it yourself. Pray for really clear ways to apply the passage that you're teaching. You know, we don't want to just go in there and teach big ideas and say, here's a concept. Hopefully you care about that. Show people how it works in real life and pray, Lord, show me how you want these people to apply this passage. Pray for an ability to read the room as you're teaching. Sometimes you'll be teaching something that you love and you will just see in people's faces it is not connecting. And sometimes you need to go off script. You need to respond to what people are, are showing you. Pray for an ability to do that. It may pull you out of your notes. It may pull you out of your comfort zone, but it may lead you to exactly what your people need to hear. And last, like we've already talked about, pray for specific words for specific people. God knows every person you're about to teach to. And he wants to use you to share exactly what they need to hear. He knows what they need to hear. Ask him to tell you that. Ultimately, whatever method you use to start praying more for your teaching, that's not the important part. The important thing is that we are praying. I think of that famous Bible verse, you have not because you ask not. God is waiting to answer our prayers. He's just waiting for us to actually pray them. Thank you for listening to another episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe so that you get notifications as new episodes come out. We have new episodes coming out every Monday for the next few months. You can listen to them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and especially you can find this and many other podcasts like it at goodlion.io. The Good Lion Podcast Network is a collection of like-minded podcasters trying to get the word of God out through recorded audio. There are so many great podcasts like this one that will help you understand more of the Bible and live out the word of God. For this podcast specifically, you can follow us on Instagram at First Time Bible Teacher. There's episode art. There's plenty of more information about the Good Lion Podcast Network, and it's just a great way to be able to keep up to date with where this podcast is headed. God bless you in your teaching. We'll talk to you soon.